Welcome to another episode, everybody. In this episode, I am going to reveal to you connections between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Lab, so buckle your butts in. You can follow me on my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Follow me on YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch, T-A-Y-L-O-R Space Stutch, S-T-U-C-H. And follow me on Twitter, tstuch1. Thank you, and enjoy the episode. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and discuss. Let's discuss, discuss. Has anyone heard of the idea that um, there was a connection between the United States and a virology lab? Well, I did. And... It goes back to back in January, some people had made some assertions that there was a there was either some kind of partnership out of uh, some eastern state, maybe North Carolina, and the Institute of Virology down in Wuhan. Now, when that came out, uh, it was kind of with a whole bunch of information, and at the time there was lots of things going on, so nobody really knew what was happening. I have yet to hear any information about that. However, there was another piece of information I discussed last week. And that information was that the uh, Institute of Virology was connected with some Western sources. Uh, When I mean Western sources, actually I mean United States sources. Was that true? Well, it turns out Let me go ahead and let you know. I woke up to a tweet, or I didn't wake up to a tweet, but I am scrolling through my tweets today, and all of a sudden, I see something really interesting. Let me tell you what it is. Jack Prosbaic, or Prosbic, Prosbaic, off of One American News. Um, This guy, he's he's legit. He said this was uh, last night, I guess. He wrote, breaking, the Trump administration has suspended all funding to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It is unclear whether the suspension took place, uh, when the suspension took place, but news of it was just made public by a reporter named Matthew Boyle. Matthew Boyle is a Washington political editor for Breitbart News. Ah, interesting. So it should probably be on Breitbart. So, um, I went ahead and did a little and uh, looked up some information on this, and it turns out that the National Institute of Health has indeed been granting has indeed been granting money to. It looks like they've been granting money to the at least some scientists or programs affiliated with the Chinese lab that. Uh, the Institute of Virology, which is now under fire. There's a funny article, well, there's a funny article headline out of Politico titled, uh, Trump Cuts U.S. Research on Bat-Human Virus Transmission Over China Ties. The National Institutes of Health on Friday told EcoHealth Alliance, a study's sponsor, the study sponsor for the past five years, that all future funding was cut. Uh, It goes on, the Trump administration abruptly cut off funding for a project studying how coronavirus is spread from bats to people after reports linked the work to a lab in Wuhan, China, the center of a conspiracy of conspiracy theories about COVID-19. 
pandemic's origins. So there, I would like to see these reports, but the what's interesting to me is that if the reports were not valid, then I assume Politico would be able to quote unquote debunk this, right? Because the left wing media, this is what they try to do. Um, or at least a lot of different types of media have been saying that there's no – mostly left-wingers have been saying that there is not a connection between this uh, Chinese lab and the origins. Now, you got to remember it's not always just partisan. Some of it is that people come out early and made a claim. Right, so if somebody came out early and said, "Look, this thing didn't come from corona, from a uh, from a lab. Uh, we know this didn't come from a lab, whatever." Then they have a incentive to protect their reputation, right? So they're going to go out in front of people and say, "No, this didn't come from a lab. These reports are bullshit." Now, what's interesting is Politico is not refuting that the eco. Uh, what is it? It is the eco. Eco Health Alliance was indeed getting money from NIH and providing that money to maybe people or organizations linked to the Wuhan Virology Lab, which is what they said was the in the center of conspiracies about the um, outbreak of coronavirus. Now, I went to the website of Eco Health Alliance, and it's a very interesting website. They talk about how their goal is to study emergent diseases to protect humans. And I, you know, this might just be my ignorance, but I do find it interesting why would people need to preemptively study viruses that aren't in the population yet? Uh, because that's what it appears happened with this virus. Like, why were scientists studying these types of viruses to begin with if they weren't in contact with humans? Now, I'm sure somebody could provide a scientific answer to that. Like, well, you never know. Um, according to the EcoHealth Alliance, part of their rationale for studying viruses, and I don't know if this is a legitimate rationale or not, was that as the human population expands and comes in contact with more of nature, we are at a higher risk of contracting these new viruses from wildlife. So they want to study the wild. They want to study it first. Now, whether or not this is true is up for debate in my opinion. I am very skeptical of that um, because I am skeptical of the idea of even playing and developing these things, right? Um, it's, it's kind of like studying other types of weaponry. You don't just study other types of weaponry uh, because they might become invented, right? You kind of study them in an offensive manner to create new weapons, to get ahead of your competition. And so that's how I see something like these kinds of uh, virus studies. Now, once again, my perspective is going to be limited, um, and it's going to be it's going to be limited, and it's going to be biased. For one, I just don't like the fact that we are studying these things with our limited capacity, right? I don't trust. Here's my situation: is I I just do not trust people to maintain these kinds of dangers, right? To control these kinds of dangers because what we're seeing now, what's happening now with this pandemic is crazy. Um, you know, just, okay, to get, pull, pull us back in here. So anyway, the Virology Institute appears to be tied to EcoHealth Alliance, who you can, who apparently it was getting funding from the NIH for the last several years to study bat coronaviruses. 
Now, I want to go ahead and talk about something I brought up last week. Last week, I brought up the fact that there was a um, a doctor who was going around talking about the kind of conspiracy theory of 5G and everything with the coronavirus. He brought up that uh, Dr. Fauci allowed NIH money to be sent over to China to study coronaviruses because it was outlawed in the United States to study this kind of research. So the NIH base essentially offloaded the money to – I guess you could call that – is that money laundering, right? So they give it to an organization that ends up funding the Virology Institute so that way the NIH is not directly implicated in um, funding Chinese scientists to do this research. Anyway, that guy, I never disputed that claim from him. I uh, just want to let that be known that my claim with that guy is that he was trying to say that this virus is a mix of MERS and SARS and HIV, but then on the other side of his argument was saying that, well, the virus isn't actually what's killing people. It's actually 5G. That was the problem with what I said about that guy. I do believe he is a real doctor, and I do believe he knows some of – I do – believe he knows what he's talking about in certain regards, but um, I think he goes way over his skis in talking about the 5G shit. Anyway, back on topic. So what's interesting about this link is there's a guy named Miles Guo. Miles Guo, you need to check him out. He is a um, – I don't know the best way to describe him. He's not a refugee, but he is a ex-businessman out of China. He's a billionaire. He works closely with Steve Bannon. He's got a website called G News. You should check him out. And he has lots of information on the Chinese government, on the CCP. And he came out in an interview with Steve Bannon last week on Saturday and said that he knows guys that were working on the P4 virology lab. And back in 2007, they were looking for funding to do things. I couldn't tell in the interview because his English isn't that great if he, they were looking for money uh, to build the lab or if they were looking for money for research. But he described how one of the people that uh, he talks with recently escaped out of China, a scientist that supposedly worked in that lab. And he discussed with that scientist about coming to the United States to basically provide them intel. And what was interesting was that the uh, guy that came out of China, the Chinese scientist, said he was scared of the Americans as much as he was scared of the Chinese because he was saying that there are Americans involved in this virus, basically somehow are tied to this, you know, this type of uh, study, this type of research that could be he, – he implied that this guy could be in as much danger in America as he could be in China. All right, so I'm going to pause there for a minute. I'll be right back. So the cat is out of the bag. The United States does have ties to China, um, not directly, but there are people in the government that have provided funding to organizations that have funded this kind of bat coronavirus research, highly likely in China. Now, a theory behind that was that because it's outlawed here in the United States, this kind of dangerous research, that in China, they don't have the same safety standards. They don't have the same precautions. They'll take more risks in pushing uh, advanced projects. Now, this is actually something that goes beyond the scope of just virology research, 
Okay, there are people that have been talking about gene editing in China as well, and I'm sure in other in other areas. Basically, China is a because of the form of government under the CCP. It's not you know people say it's communist. I wouldn't say necessarily communist as much as it's just a dictatorship run by the party. But in China's uh, China's way of doing business, essentially they don't have to they don't have a regard for there's no civil rights. Right? There's no inherent human rights. Um, they're able to, they're able to su- have the whole society submit to the collectivist notion of pushing society forward. Now there are some benefits to that in some ways, but what the downsides are is that the government can allow people to take risks. They could put the whole society at risk, and they don't have to really say or do anything about it. They can just throw people in jail, cover it up. Um, there's really no there's no way for a lot of government officials to be held accountable for the misdeeds that they do. There's even talk about them doing gene editing research. So, for example, a year or two ago, maybe even a little longer, they used CRISPR, which is a gene editing technology, to do something to some twin girls. And they said that they were making them uh, resistant to HIV infection by editing their genes. Now, the problem with that is that the uh, genes and DNA are very complex. Um, they're very complex organisms, or they're part of a very complex system. And it seems uh, that it's nearly impossible for anybody to predict the other types of outcomes that could occur due to gene editing. Now, some people think that we should engage in gene editing experiments because if we don't do it, China will do it. It's kind of the same thing with AI, right? We have, uh, you know, we have because of our stances on freedom, civil liberties, things of that nature, we don't allow for such at least overtly risky behaviors in terms of uh, surveillance, monitoring. Um, uh, I've told you last week about these programs called DEEP and HARPA, which are supposed to be able to collect and, and surveil us, how you know, if these things become public, widely public, people would be outraged. So in the United States, we have some kind of um, – we have a history of not wanting these things to go forward in full force. But in China, they don't have these kinds of protections. They don't have it in their history. They don't have it in their culture. So whatever the party says goes. So they take these risks. Now, to bring it back, hence why we have the this virology lab potentially doing very risky experiments. In fact – one of the main researchers was a woman. I can't remember her name, but she went by Bat Lady or Bat Woman. You can look her up. Um, she has was reportedly doing very risky experiments with the COVID or with um, with uh, viruses from bats, and thought that at first was quoted as saying that she was scared that this virus may have come from a. One of their uh, one of the things they were doing research on, one of the pieces of virus that they were doing research on, something to that extent. You can find a lot of this stuff on the internet. So that is where we are in terms of the virology lab. And I think we need to come to terms that there are multiple forces here at work. Just because there are funding ties from a government organization to another organization to a institute in China does not implicate the whole government. 
it does not necessarily – well, it doesn't implicate Trump in the sense that um, – you know, because you're a lot of people are going to be Trump supporters. It doesn't implicate Trump in the sense that these programs were started before him, but also that they're the way that the government works is that you have, you know, the government, the national government especially, is a huge bureaucracy. There's many agencies, there's many um, departments, and people are shuffling paperwork and emails from one person to another, getting approval and clearance for all kinds of different things and activities. And so the idea that uh, everybody in the U.S. government knew about it, it's probably not the case. It's kind of like how you know, this is the way I look at it is there are certain elements of the government that are you know, likely conducting certain types of surveillance. Right, they are conducting, you know, surveillance about uh, what people are doing online, maybe what they're saying, maybe international phone calls. Um, but those same people are not necessarily tied to people at the National Institutes of Health, or they're not necessarily tied to um, somebody in the FBI who's uh, gathering dirt on people that they don't like. Right, the the national bureaucracy is huge; it's vast. So. There are bad actors that are doing things within the government. There are bad actors that are doing things in business. They have ties all over the world. And this brings me to Bill Gates. So, um, you know, Bill Gates is coming out strongly for vaccines. And I'm just going to come out and say, I am, my initial opinion is that I'm not going to take any initial. Um, vaccine that comes out. Um, I'm willing to think about if there's something later on, and I don't mean something later on. I guess what I mean is like, you know, we're in the process of rushing a vaccine. There's no way I'm taking this vaccine. You know, that they just show up and say, hey, guys, we got this vaccine and everybody's going to need to take it and this is how it's going to be. And it's like, no, 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 no. Nobody should be forced to take a vaccine. And, I, you know, there's no guarantee it'll be safe. And here's one thing that people need to realize is that just because somebody doesn't want to take a particular vaccine doesn't mean you're against all vaccines, right? Like I am not against all vaccines, but there are so many vaccines people take now. You know, um, like I recently in the last year, I looked up a list and it's huge. And there are probably many viruses or there's probably many sicknesses where taking a vaccine, the potential risk is not worth the potential downside, right? There are probably some vaccines where it's like, look, if your child gets this, then they're going to be crippled for life. So, you know, do you want to take the risk of an adverse reaction from the vaccine or do you want to take the risk of them catching the disease and being crippled for life, right? There are some things which are just not, I don't think, worth taking the risk for. I can't identify those off the top of my head, but I can say that I do not like the push from some people in the tech industry. I do not like the push from people like Bill Gates and some others who are saying we need a vaccine, 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 because that push for a vaccine, it just does make me suspicious, right? Like, what are they gonna be doing with the vaccine? Is the vaccine all gonna be good? I'll tell you what, I watched an interview with Bill Gates and he just, you know, there's just something in his eyes. There's just something in his eyes that just doesn't look right. When you see him, he was talking about the Chinese government, um, you know, kind of praising the Chinese government. And that's another thing. Everybody seems to be in the pocket of the Chinese government. 
This is something that we cannot escape. It seems like all major world players, it seems like billionaires from all over the place are all tied into the Chinese government. And I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. So um, we got to watch out for that. Anyway, you got to watch out for billionaires who are trying to who are trying to push things in a particular direction, especially with a vaccine. So um, in other news, the country is starting to open up. So the, um, I'm in Texas. We are opening up this week. We're starting to open up restaurants and other places, places like Florida, other places around the country are starting to open up. And there's lots of unknowns about this. And so there's lots of unknowns about this. And going, we are going to be – this is an inflection point. We are going to see what's going to happen into the future starting now. So everybody, be safe out there, you mofos. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Follow me on YouTube. Like, subscribe, baby. Taylor Space Dutch, T A Y L O R Space Dutch, S T U C H. And you can follow me on Twitter, T Stutch1. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.